Hello and welcome to the Rise Empire podcast. I'm your host, Joe Phoenix. I'm a master mindset and manifestation coach, kundalini yogi, and your new spiritual bestie, helping you reclaim your sovereignty and tap into your full potential so you can live your most tuned in and turned on life. Here, we'll talk about all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for all the juicy conversations, inspiration, tips, tricks, and motivation to get your week started right. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. This week, we are talking about manifestation and how I manifested my dream wedding. There's going to be a lot in this episode, but first I want you to understand that manifestation isn't about going out and doing all of the rituals and the things that you see on YouTube, like the 5 by 55 method, the 369 method, all of those methods, the two cup method, all of the things that you see people on YouTube claiming helped them manifest like a thousand dollars in 24 hours. Those are great tools. But I want to invite you to start to think about manifestation a little bit differently. So the way that we view manifestation now in this day and age is like this magical process that we do. And the thing is, manifestation is something that we are doing all the time, no matter what, because our beliefs and values, our programs, they're the things that are forming our reality. They're the filter or the lens through which we see our reality. They're what determine how we perceive what's going on in both our internal and external environment. So when we think about it this way, whatever is in our subconscious mind, those beliefs, those values, all of those things, that's what's going to determine whether or not we manifest what we want or what is just programmed. That's what's going to determine what we get in our reality. If our beliefs or values or metaprograms don't align with what we consciously want, what we're trying to consciously manifest, if we do manage to manifest that thing, we won't be able to hold on to it. And maybe you've had this experience in your life where there's something that you're wanting to manifest and yet for whatever reason, you just can't seem to get it and you claim that manifestation just isn't working for you, or you manage to get it, but then you aren't able to hold on to it. And we're going to talk about both of these things in this episode, because it's very important that we deconstruct this belief that manifestation doesn't work for you, or that manifestation is just this thing that you do, because it's a very deeply ingrained process in our everyday life. It's something that we don't turn off. It's something that we don't turn on. It's something that we don't really have control over whether or not it's on or off, but we do have the power to change what's in our subconscious mind so that we are able to manifest those things that we do want. And you can view it this way, right? We have this popular way of thinking about manifestation, which is all of those rituals and things that magically make $1,000 manifest in 24 hours, which is essentially just putting makeup on the problem. Whereas if we view manifestation through the lens of our subconscious mind, 
being that driving force behind our manifestations and begin to work on the subconscious mind, work on our beliefs and our values and our stored trauma and generational trauma and all of the things that we are storing, all of those beliefs that we are storing in our bodies, if we begin to work on and unravel that and then install beliefs that will actually get us to our manifestations, that would be more of the skincare, the nutrition, the proper hydration that's going to keep your skin healthy and glowing instead of having to use all of this makeup to cover up your imperfections, right? So what we're doing is we're getting to the root because manifestation is this much bigger, much more nuanced process than I see most people sharing online. And I feel like that's doing a disservice to so many people because they don't understand that manifestation is a natural process. And there are some of us who come to this world with less karma, with less lessons to learn, born into an environment where they don't have as much of the heavy conditioning as some other people because they came to this earth to learn different lessons or they came to this earth with a different mission. Whatever that may be, there are people that those methods do work for and they are able to manifest a thousand dollars in 24 hours or whatever it is. And then there's people like me and probably people like you too, where we've tried these things and they just don't seem to work. If that's you, this is the episode for you. So let's talk about my wedding really quick because this was one of the biggest manifestations to date. It was absolutely incredible. I got married in Sedona on November 11, 2022. 11-11-22. And that was like absolutely perfect. When I first met my husband, I was going through a divorce with my ex-husband. And that relationship was extremely toxic, extremely heavy. And as I was getting out of that relationship, my intention was to heal myself before I got into another relationship, if that ever even happened. It was not on my radar at all. I was not looking to be romantic with anybody. I was not looking to even really talk to anybody. I wasn't wanting to entertain any of that. So I met him at the hospital. He was a contractor. I was working in trauma ICU. And the company that he was working for was coming around to like establish their presence in the hospital. So he was going around training all of the nurses. He and I got to talking about how it was working for this company and I was not loving being at the hospital. So after a couple of days of seeing him, he gave me his business card and I thought it was just for a job. I was still on the fence about applying and I left his card on my bathroom counter. At this point, I liked him. I thought he was charming and handsome and these feelings were really, really weird and bizarre and I was confused because I did not want to put myself in any kind of situation like that for a very long time. So I left his card on my bathroom counter for a couple of days just staring at it. And I was like, do I text him or do I call? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is it just for a job? Maybe I'm reading the whole situation wrong. So the next time I saw him, I essentially chased him down the hallway to stop him and ask him if he wanted me to text him or not. Like if he gave me the card because he wanted me to text him or if he just gave me the card for the job. He was like, no, I wanted you to text me. So I texted him that night, ended up with food poisoning, 
And he came and brought me Tums and Pepsid and some Gatorade. And we talked for a little while and that was it. Then he left and there were so many thoughts going through my head. I thought I had probably ruined it because I looked like absolute garbage. I felt like garbage. But we all know that I didn't ruin it, right? He's my husband now. As the days and the weeks go by, I start to develop stronger feelings towards him. I can feel myself starting to sabotage the relationship. And this was a pattern that I had noticed prior to my first marriage. People would start to get too close and I would start to push them away. And I was determined not to do that this time. But I was also determined not to get hurt, not to put myself in a situation where I would get hurt again because I had just gone through this nasty divorce and I wasn't in a position where I wanted to do that at all. So at the beginning of the year, I had enrolled in Manifestation Babe Academy because she is the real deal. And I absolutely love everything that she teaches about manifestation. And sometimes a coach just needs a coach. So as I was feeling myself, starting to push him away. I was also going through MBA and I worked myself through this problem with the same tools that I had already been certified in because Catherine and I went to the same certification and I walked myself through this limiting belief that I had around my relationships. Before I did that, I texted Patrick and I told him that I needed some time and space to work through this because I felt myself pushing him away. And I didn't want to do that. So he was kind of just like, okay, take all the time you need. And later talking to him about it, he was like, I was just hoping that it'd only be days when in reality, it only took like four hour time span for me to go through this limiting belief and rewire it. And when I texted him later saying that I had worked through everything, I felt like this big weight had been lifted and I haven't sabotaged or felt myself even trying to sabotage the relationship since. And honestly, I can't tell you the time span between that session and this specific breathwork session that I'm going to tell you about, but included in MBA are some breathwork sessions. And this breathwork is absolutely incredible. It essentially purposefully puts your body in a state of respiratory alkalosis. So it increases your pH and somehow stimulates the production of DMT. And you're able to have these like psychedelic experiences just by breathing. So just try to stay with me for two seconds because this might sound a little weird. So when you're doing this breath work and you're putting yourself into this state, you can have visions, you can feel things in your body release, you can have releases like laughing and crying and sweating and yelling. All kinds of things can happen during this breathwork session. And during this particular breathwork session, my intention was to understand my relationship with Patrick. I didn't want to get too far in without being sure that this was going to be something for real. And what I saw was my wedding. And I had this deep knowing that this man is my soulmate. So when I saw all of this, I saw me in a red wedding gown surrounded by red rocks in like this mountainy kind of area standing on a very specific red rug. I did end up telling him about this breathwork session a little bit later on 
because I didn't want him to think that I was absolutely bonkers. And he was very receptive to it, which surprised me a little bit, but it shouldn't have, right? Because he is my soulmate. So what we ended up working out was this place that we were was Sedona with all of the red rocks. And Sedona just kept popping up in my periphery for whatever reason. I would keep hearing about Sedona or I would keep seeing things about Sedona. So I was like, okay, it's got, it's got to be Sedona. So after he proposed in February of 2022, we had to start getting to work on where the wedding was going to be and what was going to be included in all of this. We ended up finding some wedding planners online doing a Google search for like Sedona elopements or something along those lines. And they ended up being the absolute most amazing people on the planet. Their company is called Let's Not Weddings. And when I tell you they brought everything together and it was like the least effort for me, it was absolutely amazing. So Rich and Shelby are incredible people first and foremost. And after we talked to them, it was just like we knew that these were the people who we wanted to not only plan our wedding, but also officiate it and photograph it. So they do everything for you. They brought everything together. And then they were sending us pictures because I wanted a sunrise wedding. That's what it was in the vision. That's what I wanted. I wanted a sunrise wedding and then sunset photos. So they sent me a picture of a location that they hadn't ever done a wedding at, but they had other photographer friends who had done weddings there. The lighting was best there for sunrise ceremony. And when I tell you, I looked at those pictures and I was like, that's exactly what I saw in this vision. That is exactly what I saw in that vision. Everything. It was insane. So I was like, yep, that's it. That That is right there. That's what it is. So we finally had the location, which was amazing. That was one of the biggest pieces. And I'm looking for two things in particular, a wedding dress that's red and a red rug, a very particular red rug. I'm looking online for this dress. And I can't find anything that is even close to what I saw, not even in white, that I could dye and make it red. So I ended up finding this red dress online on a rather sketchy website, and I knew that it probably wasn't going to come the way that it was pictured. But for the price, I was okay with that. So I ordered this dress, and what came was not at all what was pictured. What was pictured was this beautiful red prom dress with a very long train. It was all one piece. And what came was this red dress with a detachable train with white lining. So when you walked, the train kind of bellowed out behind you and you could see all of the white. It was atrocious. What I ended up deciding to do was take apart that dress and use the pieces of that dress as a pattern for a dress that I would make because I decided that I would make my wedding dress because I know exactly how to do that. I didn't. I did not know exactly how to do that, but I did make my wedding dress, and it did actually turn out exactly like I saw it in my vision. Mind-blowing. And I am so, so proud of that wedding dress. If you want to see that journey or that transformation, I have it posted on both my TikTok and my Instagram, so I'll link both of those down in the show notes if you want to see them. I am so proud of that dress. It turned out beautiful and I couldn't have found a dress more perfect if I had tried. So now that I know that I'm going to make my wedding dress, I still have to find this rug. So this rug 
right? It's a very specific rug. And I couldn't find it. And after my Nana passed and we were cleaning out her house, my mom told me to come back to my Nana's closet to look at something. And when I looked down, there on the floor in the closet was the rug. Right there. The exact rug that I had seen. I don't even remember what my mom called me back into the closet for, but I just looked at her and I was like, this is going to sound really weird, but can I have this rug? And she was like, what do you want this old rug for? It's like, I'm getting married on it. Could you imagine this old rug in my Nana's closet? And I'm asking my mom if I can have this old rug that nobody else is ever going to want. She just looked at me and was like, oh, okay. So I have the, I have the rug now. We know where we're going. We have the location. We have the people. And I just have to finish finish the dress. Like everything came together so, so beautifully. And then while we were there, while we were actually prepping and doing all of the things for the ceremony, it was like my entire vision was just playing out in real life. Part of me is like, did I manifest this or was I just seeing the future? And this is what I think. What I think is it was a possible version of the future because no matter what, the future isn't set in stone. We can always make different choices. We can always follow a different path. So that wedding that I had didn't have to come to be. And I also believe that because I had seen the wedding already in my mind and I had a very clear vision of it and I felt full body felt that this is how it's going to be for me. I feel like that piece alone did so much of the work and so much of the heavy lifting because in manifesting, when we break it down into the three steps, ask, believe, receive, more little steps in between, but those big steps are asking for what you want, believing that you already have it or that it's on its way to you, and then being open to receive it. So because I had this full-bodied belief and trust that this was how it was going to be for me, That made it so much easier for it to actually manifest into my reality. And I feel like that's the piece of manifestation that we struggle with so much as a collective is just believing and trusting that everything is already on its way to us because we like to have control, right? I know I do. I like to know how things are coming to me and I could not have ever told you that one, I was going to make my wedding dress, two, that I was going to find the rug in the closet of my Nana's house, or three, where the location, like where the hell we were when we got married anyway, in my vision. I had never seen that location before in my life. I would not have been able to Google it and find it and tell you where it was because it's not somewhere that is a super popular like tourist attraction. It was somewhere where the locals knew where it was, but not everybody else knew where it was. So all of these pieces came to me and through me in a way that I wouldn't have ever been able to like predict. And I think that's one of the most beautiful lessons that this wedding has taught me when it comes to manifesting, because the conviction and the belief that I had in this wedding coming together, I don't feel like I ever even had a doubt that it was going to be less than perfect. It just wasn't in my realm of belief. There was just no way that it wasn't going to work out, and it worked out more perfectly than I could have ever imagined. In manifesting, we have to nurture and foster this belief and this trust. We have to get behind what we're wanting 1,000%. 
And the way that we do that is going to be a little bit different for each person, which is perfect. We all have our own unique flavor of manifesting in the way that we believe things because we all have these different interwoven beliefs and values and conditioning. And we're able to unravel the beliefs and values and conditioning that aren't working for us and weave in beliefs, values, and conditioning that do work for us, that do serve us on the way to creating the life that we absolutely love. That is something that we all get to do. That's something that we are born with the right to do. We are able to change our reality by changing our filters through which we see it. So let's circle back around again to this belief that manifestation doesn't work for you, or maybe you're able to manifest smaller things, but not bigger things, or you're able to manifest something and then not able to hold on to it. I want to begin to challenge this belief. And the way that we're going to challenge this belief is by realizing and understanding that the majority of your life has been manifested by what is going on in your subconscious mind. And I say majority because there are other people at play in this world and we are co-creators. We are not a singular creator. We have to abide by other people's free will. Also, we can't interfere with their free will and they are also manifesting their reality. So we have this really complex system at play, but we are all manifesting all of the time. So whatever is in your subconscious mind, that's what's going to be manifested. That is how we are filtering our experience. So by identifying these beliefs that manifestation doesn't work for me, or I'm able to manifest the small things and not the large things, by identifying those beliefs and beginning to challenge them, you're already starting to change that neural pathway, that neural connection. What I invite you to do is to try on a belief that feels a little better for you. And I say try on because like trying on a pair of pants or a shirt, you are able to try on different beliefs and see how they feel. Some of them might feel a little snug at first, but after you've worn it for a while, it might become your favorite. Some of them might need a little bit of tailoring. Some of them might not fit at all. So what I invite you to do is to just try on the belief that manifestation works for you. Try on the belief that you are a powerful creator. Try on the belief that everything works out in your favor. Try them on. Tweak them a little bit if you need to and see how they feel. I will have more episodes on how to change your filters later, but for now, I think that wraps up this episode. I know that there was a lot to take in here, but the moral of this podcast episode is that belief factor. Having the unshakable, undeniable belief that what you want is on its way to you and it has no choice but to show up in your life. So I would love to know what you thought about this episode, how you're liking the podcast so far. Give me a shout on social media. I'll leave all of the links in the show notes so that you can access those. And then join us over in the Free Rise Empire community. It is off of Facebook and all of the other social media sites so that you don't have to worry about all of the notifications and things that come up when you are scrolling on Facebook 
You don't have to worry about missing things because you'll get an email anytime I post something and dive in and get to know everybody else in the community. I love you and I will see you next week. All right, y'all, that's a wrap on another episode of the Rise Empire podcast. I hope you had as much fun as I did today learning about all things mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. Remember, knowledge is only power when it's put into action. So go ahead and put that newfound wisdom into play. If you loved this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Your words of support could inspire someone else to join our beautiful Rise Empire community. And speaking of community, let's stay connected and continue this conversation on social media. You can find all of the links in the show notes. And remember, the journey to reclaiming your sovereignty and tapping into your full potential is a beautiful one. I can't wait to share more insights, inspiration, and motivation to help you live your most tuned in and turned on life. Until next time, keep rising.